Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big, we go all night, and here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. I'm joined as always by Mr. Armani Buckets and Mr. Brandon Deutsch. Guys, how's your Monday going so far? It's going well. Um, You know, (laughs) we're going to get into this, but I just, I can't get over the the officiating from last night. And I know people are going to say, you know, it happens a lot. It happens in all these, you know, all these games. You can count multiple instances of referees interfering with the game, but it just felt like yesterday's game, the, the overshadowing of the refs was so large that it's, it's going to be something that when we talk about this game, that's going to be the first thing that comes to mind was, was the officiating. I don't know if you guys felt I the mean, same I, way. that started with the Lakers Celtics game. There was bad yeah. officiating all well, weekend. I would like to say this and I hate to sound like the get off my lawn, you know, back in my era. It's always happened by the way. It's, this is nothing new. This is never going to be new. So get used to it guys. This is always going to be something that's always going to be a topic, unfortunately of contingency in the sports world. It's always going to be a topic, which I guess is great. Cause then we can sit here and talk about it, but it's always going to be at the forefront. I don't think it is good though, because I think that eventually you, you have people that become numb to it, that kind of tune out of these games because they expect to see something that, Again, with the Lakers game, that's a great example, Brandon. Yeah. I mean, blatant foul on LeBron and the league. The, the, the memo that they issued after, which was the next day, was even more embarrassing. Did you guys see that? The memo that the NBA wrote uh, from their official NBA referee page? Did you see it, Jihei? Dude, it was the next hour, wasn't it? It was. Okay, so this was... Uh, I'll read it to you really quick. It was... Um, no, it was, it was yesterday they posted, like everyone else, referees make mistakes. We made one at the end of last night's game, and that is gut-wrenching for us. This play will weigh heavily and cause sleepless nights as we strive to be the best referees we can be. That's at official NBA refs on Twitter. That's, that's embarrassing. So here's the thing. Here's my solution for this. The only thing that franchises and um, organizations can respect and can think and Make, will make changes for is the almighty dollar. The second that that starts like dis- disaligning their pocketbook, that's the second they're going to make those changes and they're going to sit there and talk to the refs and be like, you can't, you have to be more diligent. I know, I know this is going to be a, a little off topic, but you know, the refs, yes, that that's a terrible thing, but the NBA has been sick this year. I think that it's been amazing because it's so wide open. And I feel like we were, we need that. We need the refs. I mean, this is on topic because we need the refs to be better because as sports fans and as NBA fans, we're being gifted a season of pretty much openness, right? Like in, in past seasons, you knew Kevin Durant's Warriors were going to win. They were going to get to the finals. 
this year the best argument is okay you kind of know the Celtics are going to be in the finals, but the Bucks might beat them. And in the West, you don't know who's going to be in the finals, you know, which is another thing. That is a reward. We really need the refs to be better, and we were robbed that in football, in my opinion. I, this is this is. I feel like this is a wasted year for football because of the officiating the past couple of weeks. Okay, only because of the officiating. Because I don't think that. so whatsoever. I think there was. I think there are multiple storylines. I think. the the Eagles had a cupcake schedule. They hobble after, besides playing Dallas um, in New York. So you don't think, oh, you mean just in the and regular schedule? they hobbled schedule? into the first seed. You know, they got a bye. And it's showing, this year's showing that bye is important. Again, no, I mean, again, you know. Here's the thing. I'm, I'm all for momentum and, you know, people gaining that. But I'm all for rest as well if you're really decimated like both of these teams are, and right? I'm not, I'm not trying to sound like a sore loser, you know, because obviously the Niners never had a chance. And I'm not saying they should replay that game. That's Injuries happen. That's life, right? But I just don't think either of these teams proved that they were the best team in each conference, in my opinion. And I think in past years, teams did prove that. I, I, I was talking to the boyfriend last night about this, and do you guys think, this might be an unpopular opinion, but do you guys think that maybe they should extend the um, the end of the postseason? So, like, instead of, you know, doing AFC, NFC Championship, and then the Pro Bowl, and then the Super Bowl, we should have one more week of gap, so then that way these guys can come back a little bit fully, more fully healthy? So, two weeks, so... Conference championship game, two weeks, and then... No, so conference championship game, um, Pro Bowl, week. and then possibly if, if this is a money grab issue, which that's that was my argument for this, is that I think that they should have like a... Um, and like an NCAA, like um, those coming up in the league, like, you know, kind of game or whatever, kind of like the all, all American game, but not really like this is more of like a highlight for scouts and stuff like that for the kids coming up in the draft and then the Super Bowl. I think for me personally, actually, <laughs> I would go the other way around and I would want the Super Bowl to happen, eliminate the Pro Bowl, just get rid <laughs> of it completely and then have the Super Bowl faster. But I know that I would be in the minority with that. Um, I think two weeks is is long enough because it, it's just there's such a long, you know, you have um, the media row for the whole week and all these questions and storylines at some point. I feel like, you know, if you take too much time, it, it, it's going to kind of uh, I think the there scene. should be multiple bye weeks and one less game. Multiple uh, bye they're weeks. never going to have because they just won up the I don't 17 think that games. That's, yeah, I don't but think But I think that's maybe multiple bye weeks and pushing back the season a, one more week. Um, I mean, that's essentially what we would be doing, but in the postseason. Yeah, but I think it's more important in the regular season because these guys get hurt. There's injuries. They're going to get hurt regardless. Well, but the Thursday night games, this is just a ridiculous product. Everybody's getting hurt on Thursday night. No one can play a football game that physical, something that's not biologically natural to go scramble your head and hit each other. You know, it's just not something as humans that's natural for that to happen on three days rest. That's why Tua may never play football again because of Thursday night football. And because the team was inept and, you know, putting him back on the field. I just think the product was so bad on Thursday night this year. It starts there. And this this team, these two teams of me saying, oh, were they the best teams? And then I think football as a product was down this year because of just the narratives of like fans thinking teams didn't deserve that. I think that starts with not having an extra bye week. And playing on Thursday night football and having injuries happen. In I'm just going to agree to disagree that this year was not a good product for, for football. I think it was like a flourishing, like 
things that things that happened in the beginning of the season that nobody ever saw coming. You know, me getting out of my um, uh, elimination pool or whatever because Indy decided to tie, like stuff like that. That you just in the in week one, like people losing because you never thought that they would lose. I don't know. I I thought that this season was great. Um, I do, however, agree with you as far as like the more rest needed. I just don't know where that would. I I like the extra week because then you have an extra week of football to you know look forward to. But I, I agree that there needs to be more rest. What about the old uh, way that they used to do it, where I think they they implemented Thursday night football starting like week twelve or something, like week eleven, and then the first you know first whatever ten weeks it's just all Sundays and Mondays, and then all of a sudden you get it at the end. Or just get rid of it altogether. I think, you know, Brandon, you're absolutely right. I mean, the Thursday product, it, it's a money it's grab. Bad. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. really not good for anybody. I don't think it benefits anybody. Like, yeah. I know we're, as a lot of sports fans are impatient and impulsive and want to see football and the product more times, but I just think the product is better if it's played at the absolute height with limited injuries, right? And whether that's completely getting rid of the Thursday night game. I think as fans, if we have it only twice a week, Sunday and Monday, like if that's the cost, that's fine with me. My biggest issue though, goes back to what we saw yesterday, because with, with me, this has been an ongoing storyline. We've seen it multiple times. And yes, I'm a Chicago bears fan, but we see it constantly with the Green Bay Packers over the years, where it seems like the officials are leaning towards a certain team. And then yesterday it culminates in the Chiefs. If you want to talk about, you know, the 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 roughing penalty at the end, yes, it was it was a penalty. But on the same exact play, you had the left tackle with what looked like a hold that should have been offsetting. On the punt to set up that last field goal, a clear block in the back, uncalled. What about giving the Chiefs five downs? <laughs> that, on a, like, yeah. dude, yeah, what are you doing, the, bro? The like, out of me. <laughs> that one was tough because I was so on on that side, Brandon. And then I saw the the one replay of the referee in the back coming in, flying in, trying to signal the play dead. So I was like, okay, I understand it, but the logistics, the the way it looks in a in a championship game, it was it was ridiculous. And then the grounding penalty on Burrow. And then him getting slammed into the ground and not getting the roughing the passer calls. It was just so unbelievably one-sided. And then for, you know, from your standpoint, Brandon, where it seems like the best teams are not being represented. To me, Cincinnati was the better team yesterday and they they didn't get the win. And let me say this. If the Niners are healthy, they're a better team than the Eagles. I really believe that. And I know, yes, it's different. That one is tougher, but it's a different game if you actually have a quarterback. Definitely different game. Right? I mean, I just think if you look at roster-wise, the Niners are the best team in the NFC. And I know the quarterback position is important and Hurts definitely trumps any quarterback on the Niners. And the Bengals are the best team, or the Bills in the AFC. I don't think it's the Chiefs. I definitely agree with you on Cincy. I don't know with the way that we've seen Josh Allen play towards the end of the season. I I don't know if I can agree with that. But I definitely (laughs) – I can't agree with you on – here's here's the reason why I can't agree with you on the Niners – being the best team at the towards the end of the season, everybody has injuries. 
everybody's hurt. It's how you adjust and how you play with those injuries towards the end of the season that you. I mean, the Eagles had no to. one hurt of playmakers of like big players. No, they had and nobody they, that, hurt. And that one week, that one week of rest helped them. And didn't we yeah, talk about earlier? If you true. have that rest, it's important. Then, yeah, again, those are adjustments. Look, those Niners shouldn't have lost. Niners would have been in the Super Bowl if they hadn't lost the Bears and Broncos. But you know, not. and had a week, and they didn't. You're but right. Not. You're right. <laughs> they made a mistake. And also, what did that game start? It started with a mistake. The Devontae Smith right. drop, and they didn't challenge it. That's on Kyle Shanahan, who, you know, did a great job getting a team with a fourth string, third string quarterback, whatever, to the NFC title game. Like, still a successful year for the Niners, considering everyone thought their season was dead in the water. But when are we going to start talking about three of the last four times he's been in the NFC championship? Not one of those game not one of those years has he won a super bowl yeah not i was one. just gonna ask not you one that. when do you guys get sick and tired finally of saying like you know what yay we made it to the nfc championship game but we haven't made it past that like when do you get like sick i want a ring that? i don't yeah. care like the rams want a ring bro like rams fans do not care that they suck right now they have a ring like i want to i have not seen a 49ers ring in my lifetime and all the all of the love i give to this team and it's just so hard knowing that they could do it and they should have a ring, you know, out of one of those four years. So who's the quarterback next year? Uh, if it was well, up Purdy, to you. Purdy's going to be hurt, so it's got to be Trey Lance. No, no, if it was up to you. Oh, if it was up to me? Oh, that's tough. I would try to work around cap and get Aaron Rodgers, but they, they're, oh, not, wow. they're not going to do it, though. So I would say Trey Lance. Aaron Rodgers. Or Jimmy. Jimmy did a good job. Are I like you, the Jimmy pick because Jimmy at least is on. He's gotten to the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, get me there again. I mean, he ha- I put him in a position to win last year. Yeah. I guarantee you if he's the quarterback in that game, it's close at least until halftime. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, I mean, at least you have a chance. With he's Jimmy. not going to drop the ball twice like Josh Johnson. You know, no offense. <laughs> like they gave them. People look at the score and they're like, oh, the Eagles blew him out. Dude, the Niners literally had their four-string quarterback in and dropped the ball in Philly territory, turned it over three times, With the leading to touchdowns. Like you got to cut it. Like, cut dude, a I, like, the Eagles did not look like the Niners' defense was running circles around them in the first quarter. Besides that, Devontae Smith drive, they were. You know, it's not like people are going to look at the score and be like, oh, the Eagles smacked them. Yeah. Well, easy to beat a team when you stack the box. They don't have a quarterback. To answer your question, I think Trey Lance has the ability to be a superstar. Lewis Riddick's one of the smartest guys in the industry uh, and should be an NFL GM. He said Trey Lance is, has the goods and was an MVP, would have been an MVP candidate if he stayed healthy. And I truly believe that. I truly think he can be good. Brock Purdy's good, but his upside's limited. I mean, I'm, I hate to say it. His upside is limited. Uh, it, you know, he just doesn't have the arm or the speed that Trey Lance does. I mean, he did, he did a great job. He did. He, he did a great job. And maybe his ceiling is Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, yeah. and that's a good ceiling to have. You're a top 15 QB, right? But you're never an elite QB. For me, I would risk it all. What are we playing for if we don't have an elite QB? What are we playing for if we're not playing for a Super Bowl? I'm not playing to get back in the NFC title game with Brock Purdy. I want an upside. If we have to take the risk and gamble and put Lance on the, and get him experience and lose four games to start next year and then win out and be in that position, he needs experience, man. Telling you, maybe it's not next year, but one of these years we will win a Super Bowl if we take the risks that are needed. I promise you that. Well, I uh, I don't know about you guys, but I think that speaking of referees, we should mention the other referee incident of the weekend. And I know Jihei <laughs> with LeBron, 
how how upset were you about the no call compared to his reaction? I wasn't afterwards? upset. She's a Clippers fan. Yeah, I could care less. But his his, talking crying, about? his his reaction. Did <laughs> yeah, that, keep crying. Exactly. I, I, here's my thing. He, he's in the right though. Like the I mean, I'm a logical person. I'm not going to sit there and be like, "Yay, they lost!" Like, I'm oh, a I get the person. frustration. It's happened so yeah. much to LeBron. It's it. Uh, I mean, it kind of happens when you're not exactly the most likable person in that jersey. But um, he's in the right. He's in the right to to complain. He 100% got the foul. You can hear it in the whole entire stands. You can see it on replay over and over and over. He got fouled. He deserves... I don't know if I would sit there and whine and complain the way that he did. And the reaction is hilarious. It's the best meme I've seen in a very long time. But I I don't know if I would have reacted like that crazily but his his argument is founded so if we go and we start the playoffs tomorrow lakers versus nuggets who's the best player in that series lebron james i agree i agree really who do you say jihei you say Jokic? i love Jokic. he's the best player in the nba but i'm not right now like right now lebron is just putting teams on his back if they play <laughs> dallas who's the best player in that series who's the if Dallas plays if Dallas plays the Lakers, the Lakers would beat them in five games. Yeah, it's LeBron. I'm going Dallas back, is not a good basketball team. No. They they also don't give they don't get they don't give enough help around uh, their stars. I'll tell you it's right now, like I, I know look, maybe it's far fetched to say they can win a championship, but they can hang with anybody. They just can because yeah. of their talent. Yeah. They just can because of LeBron, because of his greatness. They I can. mean, it's, here's the thing. you can't In the playoffs, though, you can't depend on that one guy. That one guy is not going to be able to pass the ball to himself and make everything happen. I, you need other You need other people. Nobody has won a championship. Jordan didn't win by himself. Dude, LeBron got to the finals. Kobe didn't win by himself. LeBron almost won game one against the Kevin Durant Warriors with, with J.R. Smith as so the second best player. So he almost won, but he didn't win? I'm just I'm saying just, he's the greatest <laughs> postseason player we've ever seen. Again, it's not he, close. He, again, but LeBron still needed AD. LeBron still needed other pieces. And he still you does need, need AD, pieces. and he needs Absolutely. more shooters. But I'm just saying this team, we talked about their depth, and their depth is looking pretty good, yeah. actually. Lonnie's looking good. Ruiz pretty good. Yeah. Like, Reeves is going to come back. Dennis looks amazing. Yeah. Get Westbrook up. Send him to Cancun right now. <laughs> Pay him his money. Get him to Cancun. I mean, so I'm sorry. I, Tulum. That's where all the go. Tulum. Not okay, Cancun. Tulum. Whatever. Cancun <laughs> no on three. Tramps. I've been yeah. saying this to you, Brandon, and I understand the Westbrook stuff. You can't play him at the end of games, but that six-man role, him really embodying that role and being the best in the league at it, if you subtract him, I really think that you would feel the the ramifications of that. Can I ask you guys a question really quick with like three minutes left before we get to Fernando in the next segment? What the heck was the staff thinking when you put him in the four, when you put him in Westbrook into the fourth and like he had no other time, right? Yeah. Like he, what was that? What it's, was that? It's tough because he is their third best player. He is, but I, but not is with he? that rotation. Is he? I think so. Is he? Who? I mean, he's looked awful uh. recently and he's played better defense. I'll give you that. Who he's played better defense. Say? Who's their third best player right now? Dennis Schroeder. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's, Dennis Schroeder's kind of nice, bro. Dennis Schroeder's a championship player. I'm not going to lie. I think certain nights, yes, but in the whole in grand, the grand scheme of, of the, the season. You know what? Who do I want taking the big shot? Not Iguodala. I want Dennis Schroeder taking the big shot over Westbrook. Well, right? how about Patrick Give Beverly, me Schroeder. Give me Patrick oh, Beverly. By the way, you he can't trade Pat- Patrick Beverly now. <laughs> He's your, dude, Patrick Beverly's the reason you guys, the Lakers are going to make the playoffs is because of Patrick Beverly's Absolutely. culture. 
for change. He, like that is why. By the way, <laughs> in the in the post and when and when it's actually going to matter, you want him on your squad. I, I I would give him a blank check at this point. No, come on. Okay, <laughs> I'm, kidding, I'm, kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But that's down. the issue is if you want to make a trade to match salaries, the salaries that you're going to trade are Beverly's 13 million or Westbrook's 47. Then don't make a trade. Hey, there you go. And that's the thing and that I wanted just, to get to. To be like, does LeBron guard Duran in the playoffs or does LeBron well, <laughs> guard, you know, like Tatum in the play? I mean, I guess the way that he was Ding up against the Celtics, the guy is locked in on both ends of the court. And if LeBron is locked in defensively, he can guard anybody in the league. You match that up with the rim protection of Davis. Now, all of a sudden, it's a completely different ball club. And last thing I want to say, the reason why they won the championship the year that they did, besides LeBron and AD being magnificent, they could switch everything one through five. And at the end of the game, the Celtics were trying to attack Westbrook, Schroeder, all those guys. They couldn't do anything. The reason why the Lakers' defense is struggling is because they don't get back in transition. If they just get back on defense, this team can really, really make some noise. Isn't that the whole NBA right now? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but right. back For, on to win D, a title, you need you need big time players. I agree with that. Know? I agree with that. But getting back on D is like a major issue just Correct. in general in the NBA right Correct. now. If you look at games at this current moment in time. They ain't getting back on The difference defense. between this year and last year's Lakers team really quick is this team believes they can win the championship. Last year's team did not believe. Now, can they? I don't know, but they believe it. No, it's important. No, you're, definitely, you're definitely right. Okay, well, guys, let's leave it there for now. When we come back, we'll be joined by Mr. Fernando Ramirez when we return on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big. We go all night. And here, everyone is invited to get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Still clown with the underground when we come around. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show, presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Guys, just as a reminder, if you have a question or comment, or just want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Southern California, Las Vegas, or Hawaii, call our hotline at 310-400-0340. Okay, guys, let's go to the Circa Guest Hotline with the man, the myth, the legend himself. No more wah-wahs for this guy. Mr. <laughs> Fernando Ramirez, how you doing, my guy? Hey, I appreciate you, uh, that intro. That's a great intro. I hope we can stick with that uh, for the rest of this time, but <laughs> I appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, no, Fernando, I mean, we obviously have to get into it. The, uh, I mean, football is God in uh, in America, so let's, let's just jump right in to the um, two games First, we'll start with, unfortunately, Brandon's abysmal uh, 49er loss over there. Uh, what did you think about was this more Was this more of a um, a loss for uh, for the Niners or more of a uh, more of a focus on the win for the Eagles? Um, I think it was a little bit of both. Uh, I mean, it just like the 49ers defense still came to play and they still made life very difficult for the Eagles. 
the Eagles did not win that game. Like, I know the scoreboard is a little bit misleading, but that offense or that defense really took it to the Eagles. They made them struggle for every yard, every pass, every throw that Jalen had to make or every run that they scored uh, or every time that they ran the football. They made it hard on them. But um, but the 49ers, I mean, as, as soon as they lost Brock Purdy, you could you could tell that uh, the level of play kind of went down a little bit. And then uh, once he went out and then Josh Johnson went out, they started stacking the box. And I thought to myself, you might as well just let Christian McCaffrey be the quarterback is all uh, – it's like in um, what what was it? Uh, any given was it any given Sunday when he's like, all you have to do is exist from the three seconds that you uh, you hike the ball and you give it off to Booby. So that was basically <laughs> all he that's all he did. All he was doing was handing off the football. Well, you might as well just let Christian McCaffrey be the quarterback and let him um, let him do some uh, let him let's see what he has to do. But um, obviously. Uh, um, obviously it's, uh, it's an interesting, um, it was an interesting game, but, uh, the Eagles are now going to the Super Bowl. And, uh, this kind of reminds me a little bit of, um, of the last time the Eagles won where they blew out the Vikings at home before. And everybody was kind of questioning, Oh, was that too easy for the Eagles or will they be able to win the Super Bowl and face a Bill Belichick team? Well, this is going to be interesting, uh, moving forward to see how they, um, how they go into uh, air, into Phoenix next uh, next weekend? And by the way, um, you know I, I I'm starting to deal you know better with these losses. Last year it was completely. I mean, I'm used to it now. These choking in big games type things for the 49ers. And I know technically it wasn't their fault, but technically it was. You know, with the no quarterbacks and stuff like that. Let me just give you guys a piece of history. Last year, they were up 17-7 against the Rams, right? Should have won. Lost that game. Obviously, the Jarski tart interception that he dropped. Rams go to the Super Bowl. A little bit of luck, and then they're the obvious better team over the Bengals. They win, right? That is a Super Bowl the Niners probably should have gotten to. This game, that game, they had a chance, right? Jimmy wasn't hurt. That was a day before my birthday last year. You know, my birthday is tomorrow. Um, and then this year, two days before my birthday, they lose again. Heart-wrenching. All I want for my birthday is a Niners Super Bowl win, and I never get it. But again, you got to think about perspective. The team's been to three of the last four NFC championships. I'm getting greedy over here. I really want the ring, but... I mean, I'm just telling you right now, they probably get to the NFC Championship again next season, right? I mean, they just have the best talent in the world, except at the quarterback position. That is the one thing they're missing. Yeah, with the roster you guys have, you should be. It's so sad. We should be making the Super Bowl every year if we just had a quarterback. And yesterday proved, and I know it's unfair to put Purdy in this situation because, you know, he... He was hurt. He basically might have ruptured his UCL. He might be out for a year and a half getting Tommy John surgery. Like, we don't know yet the severity of that injury, but he couldn't throw a football. And it's so, look, it's unfair to say that, but they're literally a good quarterback away from winning a Super Bowl. It's just true. Right? I know a quarterback that's out there that could help them. Tom is 46, isn't yeah, he? I have the feeling he's not even going to want to go over. Go over at there, this point, at this point, I'm fine with Brady winning us that sixth <laughs> ring. I'm fine. You denied me. You denied me last week, and now oh, well, my guy in there. I don't know. I don't know, Brandon. I, I have to tell Tom what you said about it. I will. I will say this though, I, Fernando. You said he was. Yeah, menu at that's what you were saying. I, I don't know. <laughs> but Fernando, it's like McCaffrey, arguably the best, you know, 
most versatile player on offense in the NFL. Arguably, I'm not saying he is. Um, McCaffrey with a thousand thousand season. I, I right now, if Tom Brady went on that team, I'll tell you next year he'd have a thousand a thousand season. What does that mean? A thousand receiving, a thousand uh, rushing. Absolutely. The problem is the cap, and they're going to have to extend Nick Bosa, right? Okay. They, the 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 only thing about this team that makes it work, they extended That's Debo, right? They don't have to pay either of their quarterbacks, Lance or Purdy. They're both on rookie deals. Maybe I I selfishly want to see the development of Trey Lance. Maybe I'm one of the only people in the world <laughs> that is still on. Like I think Trey Lance is going to be a very good NFL quarterback if given the opportunity. I think he needs time. A lot of people are against he, that. And uh, regular activities. Huh? If he stays out of certain locations. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. There's a reason why they call him Strip Club Lance, you know. Um, uh, but uh, but uh, by the way, Jimmy's smile yesterday kind of signified the whole season. I, why wasn't that man active? Put him in the game. Put him in the game. Why wasn't he active? I, I still don't get that. A lot of 40s that were pissed that he was laughing and just joking around and having fun on the sideline. Yeah, but anyways, uh, done with my venting about I mean, the 49ers. That's on your organization. That is. And look, it's their fault they haven't prioritized the quarterback position. And we just look at the who's in the Super Bowl. MVP candidate Jalen Hurts and the MVP winner Mahomes who's going to win the MVP, right? Who was in the yeah, AFC, it, right? I mean, you need but, a quarterback. But if we're being completely honest, look at the way the Eagles have built their team. They've built everything around Jalen. Like, they've built everything around their team, and it's just Jalen Hurts happens to be the quarterback. Like, I'm not trying to say that Jalen Hurts isn't a good quarterback, but I'm saying they put in money in other key areas, and whereas the Chiefs have put in their money in three, basically three players: Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, and Chris Jones. Everywhere else, the money's kind of, or and and uh, le, and their left tackle, left guard, and their center, or their left tackle and their left guard. So five players make up that. On the Eagles, it's like their money's spread out in different areas, and that's why they have so much depth on their team at, at so many key areas. So yeah, but I think the force is similar to the Eagles to be completely honest. I mean, Fernando, the motivation's a heck of a drug, man. It, like if you saw that game last night, Kansas city versus Cincinnati, like they were motivated. I thought they, that over, D was I thought they, they overblew what they were doing, but I mean, I guess whatever motivates you to get past that hump, I guess. I mean, this is when stats don't matter. Right? I think it was like, kind yeah. of. I think it was kind of embarrassing the way the Chiefs acted after that win. Absolutely, <laughs> I'm just going to be completely honest. I would have done honest. the exact same thing. I would have done the no, exact same thing. No, because they were gifted that win. They didn't earn oh that win. Oh my god, you've got to be. Ki- oh my god, they okay. did not earn okay. that win. You won a Super Bowl before, though. Like he did. He did. Like never won a Super Bowl, and everybody's talking crap about you. And no, it's you've just, never won a big one. Like you won the big one before. Exactly. That's my exactly my point. If you're the best in you know best in the league, Kelsey and Mahomes, the best duo in football, which they are, why are you starting to hey, go back after good. like you know? I'm just saying like keep that in, keep that in, hold that in. I know they were talking crap about Burrowhead and stuff like that. Don't 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 flex on them after a win in the AFC title game. You know, go win another Super Bowl. You guys are better than that. If, if, if you notice, the best teams wait until the Super Bowl's over. To kind of flex and say their things. Yep. The Chiefs, the Chiefs kind of flex a little early, and, and that's just my opinion. Well, they're going to lose. Well, they know they're going to lose. Well, that's so, not true. Like the like the Bengals flexed last year after beating the Chiefs. They didn't. They they that's that. Sometimes teams flex a little too early, and I feel like that kind of comes and and bites you in the rear end. But I mean, the Chiefs have been there before. They know what it takes. Except for this year, they don't have Tyree Kill, and against that Eagles defense, it's going to be very hard. 
to uh, move the football if you don't have uh, if you don't have your weapons and your weapons who are healthy. I beg to disagree on both of your ends because uh, Patrick Mahomes came in the post post game interviews and said the job's not done. He came in and came in with that mindset and the mentality. And if you're higher up, is telling you the job's not done. It's going to trickle down to everybody else, and they're going to be like, "Shut the bleep up!" Well, and I think, start start playing your game. I, I, love ready. His, I, I love how his wife tweeted out, "Cancun on three. Like, oh my god! I was just like, dude, come on, stay out of the limelight. Nobody wants to hear from you. Yeah, I was that's you unfortunate part. I was just saying, I think these playoffs proves how far ahead. And I know we were trying to put Josh Allen on this pedestal and Joe Burrow, and they're both fantastic. But Mahomes is by far the best quarterback in the National Football League. I think that's proven now. Yeah, but for, uh, Fernando, do you think that... But I feel like Burrow is going to come back. Do you feel the same way? I, you know, Burrow is going to come back with a vengeance. Of course. The only, and the Bengals put everything they needed to around him. They gave him the offensive line. The problem is that their offensive line got hurt, and they had to revert to having almost the same offensive line as last year. Yesterday, to me, proved two things. Andy Reid and Steve Spagnuolo... Had called an incredible game both ways. Absolutely. Steve Spagnuolo did not let up. He kept on blitzing. He kept on rushing. He kept on throwing different things at Joe Burrow, which caused him to kind of panic in a sense and uh, and kind of throw some passes that he shouldn't have. And on the other side, Andy Reid just called a masterful game for, for Patrick. And I know Patrick's great and everything, but I'm just saying, like, he, he really did do a lot of really good with, uh, with Pat. And he, kinda, he didn't make Pat do something that could have, Armed his ankle or anything like that. He he kind of made Patrick more of a pocket passer yesterday, which was uh, which was impressive. And obviously, try and tell Pat, hey, remember, there's still another game. Do not go crazy. This isn't the last game. Like we're going to need you moving forward. I know Pat kind of re- not not re-injured, but it looked like in one of those he kind of hurt himself again. But um, but that's just going to be an injury he's going to have to deal with, um, especially in the Super Bowl because that's only going to be three weeks removed or four from the ankle injury. So it's still going to hurt him in the Super Bowl. But, for uh, but I thought yesterday it was a positive step for Pat in the sense of not having to move around. He stayed in the pocket. He looked downfield. And he really won with weapons. Juju was out. Um, Juju got out at one point. They lost a lot of weapons during the, uh, they lost a lot of weapons during the game. And Pat was still able to find a way to, uh, to move the ball, so that was pretty. Uh, that was pretty impressive from him. I mean, before you, before Brandon yeah. goes, I mean, they have Kelsey. Do they really need Juju? Like, yeah, Kelsey's so <laughs> no, good. Not. Kelsey's so good. I'm not gonna lie. Um, you're, gonna, you're gonna need these guys, especially against the Eagles. Have man, I don't think people like. I think people are underestimating the the Eagles. Have weapons all over that defense, and that defense can cover. And they have a lot of big playmakers. They're gonna need everybody. And by the by the way, I know this is too early to talk about repeats because they haven't won the Super Bowl yet, but they have the 10th overall pick, and James Bradbury's a free agent. They could draft Joey Porter Jr., a dominant corner out of Penn State. I mean, they have their pick of the litter, um, so they can get even better, and they got that pick from the Saints, by the way. Fernando, yep. I couldn't let you go without asking you about the news, which I like. Kellen Moore, hired as the offensive coordinator, for the Chargers, and I think he did yeah. a fantastic job for Dallas and was the scapegoat. And you know they were going up against the best defense in football, right? And I think he called a pretty good game. It was Dak that made the mistakes, not him. You know he wasn't on the football field. I mean he used to be the left-handed quarterback from Boise State. I mean he's kind of a legend. I think this is a fantastic hire for the Chargers. What do you think, Fernando? And uh, check out my article on the Sporting Tribune. I will be. Uh I do a breakdown of uh, him getting hired, but it's an interesting move just because 
they had they had put in and they had already interviewed a whole bunch of candidates. This was literally a twenty four hour less than a twenty four hour hire. Like he was barely I think yesterday, halfway through the uh Fort Enter game, they said that uh, the Chargers had or that the Cowboys had let Kellen Moore go and that there was interest from the Chargers. Well, they hired him this morning and now it's like, okay, everything moved pretty quickly. Why? Because Kellen Moore was desired. Last year it was between him and, according to um, multiple reports, it was between him and uh, Mike Dan- McDaniel uh, on who was going to get the Miami Dolphins job. And uh, and he and McDaniel obviously ended up getting it. But Kellen Moore is a guy that's looked at as, the yeah, Cowboy fans and Dallas fans hate him, but everyone else around the NFL deems him as one of the top offensive coordinators in the league. He's looked at as a future a future head coach. And uh, I think he has, I think he has a little bit of North Turner in him in the sense of he's a good play caller. He knows what to do. The only thing is you're kind of handicapped when you're with the Cowboys. Cause we've talked about this before. You have Jerry Jones who looks at everything, who makes the calls. He's the one that puts the players in place. Well, Hey, what was one of the Chargers' weaknesses last year? They couldn't run the football. Well, Hey, guess what? Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard scored 24 touchdowns together. And they had over, um, they had over, uh, 2,000 yards of total offense between them. So now the charge need to go get um, the charge need to go get uh, another running back to help with Austin Eckler. You need to obviously fill a playbook for Justin Herbert where he can do the things that he's great at. So uh, I think it's a good hire. I think he's going to help Justin Herbert. And uh, this is actually not the first time that they're going to be meeting. They actually did a commercial for Kendall Auto Group. You guys should check it out on YouTube. It is hilarious. I'm going to link it to my article as well, my story, but it is a hilarious commercial uh, between Justin Herbert and Kellen Moore in it. So it's uh, it's pretty funny. I'm excited for that, Fernando, for the Chargers future. I wanted to go back and talk about the AFC title game because yeah. the, the elephant in the room is the referees. And so much of the attention of postgame and this morning has been about the referees in that game. What were your overall thoughts on how the game was refed and basically the reaction, the aftermath to, to what happened in the AFC title game? I mean, I don't know why people are so up in arms. We've seen it before. We know that this happens. Like it, I mean, it happens. Blown calls happen all the time. The one thing, uh, like there was, there was a couple of missed calls on Burrow was, uh, was getting nailed after the, after the, um, the ball, he had released the ball and they weren't calling it. I know that the offensive line from the Bengals got frustrated with that. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, you, if you're a good team, you overcome the referee's mistakes no matter what. And uh, they just weren't able to overcome them. I mean, yeah, there was a lot of, uh, there was, a, and I know a lot of people, I, I know um, Florio came out and he was like rigged. Uh, a lot of people thought that the game, I, I know NFL is rigged. Hashtag NFL is rigged uh, was trending or has been trending in the last 24 hours because everybody thinks that they wanted the Kelsey Bowl, they want the the Patrick Mahomes uh, in the Super Bowl and everything. I don't know. I, I don't know what to make of it. I mean, I understand people are frustrated, but it's not like it hasn't happened. Like, we've seen it before. Like, this isn't the first time that this is trending. So uh, I, 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 I personally thought that the referees did do a terrible job uh, yesterday with the game, and, and uh, it, was, it sucked to... To see it kind of come down, to, you never want to see the referees be involved in the decision. But I guess they, they, um, they, they were a part of it yesterday. But obviously, it, it sucks to see. But 
Uh, but yeah, I, I thought they did a terrible job. It was it was kind of embarrassing, but what are you going to do now? It's just uh, moving forward, and hopefully they don't impose their will during the uh, during the Super Bowl. I, it reminds me of when Shaq criticized the referees when he was a part of the Lakers, and he was like, "We got the Sacramento Queens over here." Go uh, <laughs> with the Sacramento, and then he like starts mouthing off about the refs and. Uh, Patrick O'Neill, I think, tells him, hey, Shaq, we're on live. He's like, I don't give an F. Yeah. And then he's like, yep, I don't, Shaq. So, uh, so definitely, uh, it kind of reminded me of that. But, hey, it, it is what it is. Final two minutes here, Fernando. And I wanted to shift the focus to the other referee incident of the weekend with the Lakers and the Celtics. Um, two questions. First of all, what kind of impact has the refereeing had on the casual NBA viewer this season. And then secondly, right now, if it was up to me in a playoff setting, there's only one person that I would take over LeBron James in a, in a best of seven. And that's Giannis. Where do you rank LeBron in that atmosphere right now? Well, I still think, I mean, I like Shannon Sharp talks about how LeBron goes to Wakanda and he gets that vibranium. <laughs> I, I got a, that really is what he does. Like the dude is still playing at a high level. Him, Ronaldo, and Tom Brady all need to get checked because <laughs> these guys are still playing at a top level. Um, and I just think it's incredible that these guys are still at the top of their game at their age. But I agree with you. I think LeBron is one of the top players uh, still in the NBA. Now moving over to uh, the refereeing. I mean, it's terrible. I mean, I- I've kind of stopped watching just because the refereeing sometimes is terrible. I also watch Laker games and stuff, but. The referees have gotten bad. Now, if you breathe on a player, it's a foul. It's, it's just gotten ridiculous. And, I mean, who couldn't see by – you could see by a mile away that he, LeBron was fouled. You even heard the slap. Like, how do you not call that? And I think LeBron in Cleveland or Miami gets that call. I think LeBron on the Lakers doesn't get that call. I don't know why everybody's hated uh, around the league that he's a Laker. But uh, it sucks to see that he didn't get that call, especially because LeBron at one point – I've seen other players do this. He got down on, on his knees. And he's kind of like, what, what, what else do I have to do to kind of power this team to get victories? And that kind of sucks because, I mean, like, I don't want to say that the Lakers are wasting LeBron's last few good years, but it just sucks to see the dude, like, sitting on the bench with a uh, frozen face kind of saying, like, dude, what else can I do? Because it reminds me of Kobe's last few years when Kobe would sit there at the end of the bench and be like, dude, what else can we do? Like, we're trying, we're trying, to, and I'm not trying to compare the two, but it just sucks to see, uh, to see LeBron kind of going out in this way, but... Um, I guess it is what it is also, but uh, it just, it, it kind of sucks. But the refereeing is, is terrible all over the place. I mean, even in soccer, don't get me started on that, but uh, all over the place. But yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I think just in general, I think we can always all agree that the refing is never, ever going to be perfect. Well, thank you so much, yeah. Fernando, for your time, as always, always being so flexible here um, on the Arash Markazi show. Um, that's all the time we have for today, guys. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is the Arash Markazi show saying stay safe and stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hustle for the cash, so it's hard to knock it. Everybody got their own thing, currency chasing. Worldwide through the hard times, worrying faces. Shed tears as we bury brothers close to heart. What was a friend now? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.